1: Go to stephaniemiller.com to find out how.
2: Hi, or as you call it, accountability day or week. Hi, good morning.
1: Good morning, Steph. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, you know, I just have to say, what's, what happened in Tennessee yesterday, I, I, I guess, as I was saying, the silver lining is that, boy, Republicans are really out front about who they are now. I mean, just no dog whistles, just pure racism, pure anti-democracy, basically. Don't you Yeah, say? it's
1: naked, naked, unapologetic racism Uh, you know it's american apartheid that's what it is and we've lived with it for so long you know when are we gonna wrestle it to the ground and shoot it dead you know this is everybody's struggle it's not just the struggle of of our black brothers and sisters and you know i I was so hopeful steph when joe biden included in his inaugural address that you know the, the promise of racial justice will be deferred no longer And yet here we are. But boy, what a miscalculation. This is going to galvanize people, black, white, young, old. And this is, I think, more evidence of the Republican Party circling the drain.
2: Well, they say 2022, you know, despite what the media told us, it was a pro-democracy vote. I mean, people do actually care about democracy. They care about, uh, you know, their right to choose. They care about gun violence. I mean, I just was looking while, you know, obviously we're all focused on Trump and yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Idaho law criminalizes helping someone leave the state for an abortion. I mean, it is truly is that
1: constitutional
2: what they're trying to do. On the state level, Uh, Idaho has become the first state to pass a law explicitly restricting some out-of-state travel for abortions. Oh, my God. The new legislation makes helping a pregnant minor get an abortion, whether through medication or a procedure, in another state punishable by two to five years in prison. Um, If the the governor, who's a Republican, signs the bill, it goes into effect uh, after 30 days. I mean... This is, anyway. Your thoughts on that first of yeah, all? Yeah, <laughs>
1: restriction on interstate travel is usually something that um, is pretty easy to strike down. But when you have five justices up there who are willing to make their decisions based on their religion or their ideology or both, it's hard to answer the question: Is this constitutional? Mm-hmm. It, it is if five justices at a minimum say it is, and. Listen, they revoked women's constitutional privacy rights. Yeah. So, you know, what's next?
2: Yeah. All right. Let's get to the happy news. <laughs> you yeah. tweeted defendant Trump is now under felony indictment. Thirty four felony counts. Didn't see that coming. There are some really interesting nuggets, some conspiracy breadcrumbs in the indictment and accompanying statement of facts. Talk to us about what happened on, as you call it, accountability day. Finally, on Tuesday.
1: Yeah, so people were saying, oh, it's just going to be a handful of misdemeanors. There's nothing to this. Well, no, 34 felony counts, which would add up to uh, up to 136 years in prison, which means Trump would be eligible for parole when he's about 142 years old. Um, (laughs) He's not going to get all that time, but still. These are serious crimes, right? These are yeah. this is falsifying business records. This is violating both New York and federal election and campaign finance laws. There's a smattering of tax crimes in there. And and let's be clear, all of these crimes, right, th- this concerted effort by Donald Trump, Michael Cohen, Alan Weisselberg, David Pecker, this series of crimes was designed To bury deeply damaging information about Donald Trump's unsuitability to be president, so this is Donald Trump and company robbing the American voters of the full value of our vote. That's why these crimes are important.
2: Yeah, Um, let's let's talk about what, of course, they're going to the uh, faux outrage of the day. Trump uh, fixating. Uh, Trump is attacking the judge once again, who's overseeing his trial, focusing on particularly small donations. So he gave thirty-five dollars in contributions to Democrats over the years. I mean, are you effing kidding me? They're going to make. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, here's what I hope. I I was a little let down when um, the prosecutors did not formally request a gag order, some narrowly tailored limitation on Donald Trump's speech. You know, designed to either incite violence or poison the jury pool because Donald Trump is trying to do both of those things. But the good news is the judge put him on notice. Camp it down or we're going to be talking again. Well, there is already reason to talk again based on what Donald Trump has done since he was arraigned. So I'm hoping that they begin to ratchet up the conditions on Trump's release and they shut him the heck up.
2: Yeah.
0: Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
2: Well, I know I was, I was laughing cause I'm like, really? He gave $15 to the Biden <laughs> campaign. Um, just, you know, but reading the coverage, it's not uncommon for judges to donate to political candidates. Mm-hmm. Um, there's more than 30,000 donations. They did a, you know, search of mm-hmm. just you know, donations to federal campaigns from 2021 and 2022. Um, and the, these donations span a variety of groups of both parties, but they are, of course, they're going to try to use anything. I, uh, one analyst said the primary objective of this, of course, is to distract from the real evidence that may be coming out in the next couple of days. Records, pop, pop, possibly audio, there's a lot that's going to happen. Never mind the E. Jane Carroll case, which is sort of definitions uh, slash possible sexual harassment case that could come to fruition in May. Um, so anyway, th- I mean, this clearly is them trying to muddy the waters right. again, Right.
1: It's a distraction. And when you read the statement of facts that accompanied the indictment, Steph, you know, when you read things like and they quoted this language specifically, David Pecker said to Donald Trump, I will be your eyes and ears. I will I will identify, catch and kill negative stories about you while simultaneously running negative stories about your opponent, all wrapped up in a series of New York state crimes. Come on now, get this case in front of a jury and they're going to convict Donald Trump in a New York minute. Ah.
2: <laughs> I like that New York minute. Um, no, I was saying there's something fitting about the place that knows him best and knows what a crook he is mm-hmm. the longest and, you know, hates him the most. I'm I'm actually glad it, it's, you know, and it also is the one like you were saying, it's the oldest uh, of these cases. You you know, you've said what I've been saying all week, though. You said the only thing we're missing, the only thing we're all missing is a federal indictment for the crimes the Justice Department acknowledged that Donald Trump committed. New York has stepped up while the Dij, DOJ refuses to act. It's inexplicable to me. I mean, you know, I keep quoting Joy Reid this week, but just saying, why does it fall on these two black state prosecutors when when it literally is the federal government's job to protect our federal elections? Your thoughts. Yeah, and I
1: catch a lot of flack for those posts because, listen, people are either yelling at me because I'm being too hard on yes. DOJ or they're yeah. yelling at me because I'm not being hard enough right. on DOJ. This criticism is leveled at the Department of Justice's failure to, to take on these 2016 campaign violations. I mean, it's absurd that one of the two co-conspirators was prosecuted, convicted, went to prison, Michael Cohen, yeah. and the other half of that conspiracy the one who truly benefited from the crimes is still playing golf. He's never been held accountable. So I have to distinguish DOJ's failure in that regard with uh, special counsel Jack Smith's scorched earth approach to investigating Donald Trump for the insurrection and the documents crime. So listen, DOJ is not monolithic. It's not just one thing. It does some things well, and it has fallen down on the job. And when they fall down on the job, you need to call them out.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, and let's talk about the other state prosecutors. I love this. Responding to accusations from Trump calling her a racist who's politically targeting him. uh, Fawny Willis says she doesn't care what he thinks. I don't have any comment on what his opinions are of my investigation. The comment does not concern me at all. It's ridiculous in nature, but I support his right to be protected by the First Amendment and say what he likes. People have that right to say whatever they choose to say as long as it does not rise to the level of threats against myself, my staff, or against my family. I mean... She's sending out that warning shot based on you know that clearly the judge in the New York cases are, are and his family are already getting death threats. They're, you know the both Trump's sons are you know uh, tweeted pictures of her of the judge's daughter.
1: And that's another reason, Steph, that DOJ needs to step up and drop the first federal indictment on Donald Trump's head. You don't indict somebody or or time the return of an indictment because of what's going on in other jurisdictions. But when you have probable cause to indict, which the feds have against Donald Trump, and you see the danger that the defendant is posing to other prosecutors, to judges, to the American people, and to democracy, you step the heck up and you indict him. I do think, look, we've been thirsty for justice and accountability for so long. We've got the first indictment. I think the sequence of the indictments is now becoming clearer. I could very easily see Jack Smith drop the first federal indictment for the classified documents crimes, then Fawny Willis, then Jack Smith comes in and bats cleanup by dropping a fourth indictment for the insurrection. Yeah. I can kind of see that off on the horizon. Wow.
2: Wow. I got thrills up both legs. Um, Oh, (laughs) Trump is helpful in this regard, isn't he? You said in the Hannity interview, defendant Trump admits to obstruction of justice and classified documents probe reveals his motive. Yeah. Can a federal indictment be far off? I mean, that's the only insane. reason to not hope for, to hope for not a gag order because you're like, oh, my God, keep talking, right?
1: Steph, I mean, Hannity tried to throw him a lifeline and said, <laughs> no, Mr. Former President, you're not the kind of guy who's going to say, bring the boxes to me so I can look through them. He said, yes, I would. He <laughs> so, said, yeah, I yeah. would absolutely do that. And then he said something that is mind-blowing to this old prosecutor. He said, do you know Richard Nixon sold documents back to the government for $18 million? Donald Trump just disclosed his motive, which was just base financial gain. Gosh, that is evidentiary gold. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah, unbelievable. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
2: So uh, Alvin Bragg issued a statement in response to the congressional subpoena of a former uh, Manhattan prosecutor in connection with the investigation of Trump. Earlier in the day, Jim Jordan had the NADS Who doesn't answer subpoenas himself had the nads to send a subpoena to uh, Mark Pomerantz, Mm -hmm. right? The former, uh, uh, you know, special uh, district attorney. Bragg said the House GOP continues to attempt to undermine an active investigation, an ongoing New York criminal case with an unprecedented campaign of harassment and intimidation. Repeated efforts to weaken state and local law enforcement actions are abuse of power and will not deter us from our duty to uphold the law. I mean, talk to us about this for a minute.
1: Yeah, two things about this. First of all, there, there is no dispute, right? Reasonable minds cannot differ on the fact that Jim Jordan committed the crime of contempt of Congress by defying a lawfully issued congressional subpoena. So the guy who defied a subpoena is now issuing the very kind of subpoenas he defied. That's, that really makes a mockery of both Congress and the rule of law. But here's my favorite part. When Bragg said to Jim Jordan, both Bragg and his general counsel, Leslie Dubeck, said these three things. One, you are interfering in an ongoing criminal matter in state court. Two, you are engaged in an unprecedented campaign of harassment and intimidation. And three, we urge you to stop your unlawful political interference. That's what the prosecutor said to Jim Jordan. And that precisely tracks the language of New York state law prohibiting obstructing governmental administration just a fancy term for obstructing justice Mm -hmm. because that crime is committed when a person prevents or attempts to prevent a public servant from from performing an official duty by intimidation or interference alvin bragg expressly told jim jordan you violated new york state law so the only remaining question is what is alvin bragg prepared to do about it
2: yeah I've got to get your take on one other, this ridiculous, the uh, Fox News Dominion case. So Fox News legal team is demanding the judge prohibit any references to the January 6th insurrection when the defamation case uh, uh, goes to trial. Any reference to the Capitol riot will not only unfairly prejudice the jury against Fox, it will inflame passions. Oh, my God. Fox News is asking the judge to prohibit any reference to threats sent to Dominion workers claiming those threats are... um, uh, they would ab- arouse the jury's sympathy. Yeah, that'd be horrible. Dominion is objecting to both motions, calling the uh, January 6th attack central to almost every element of this case and the threats a consequence of the defamation as people are unlikely to want to work for a company that is besieged by death threats. Um, I, once again, the NADs. Yeah. <laughs> right? Fox News causes the J6 you know, insurrection essentially with, you know, by fueling the big lie, and now they, want, they don't want that mentioned.
1: And when I hear that, I think of, you know, the governor who passes a law saying you can teach American history, but you can't mention slavery. Um, So so Fox Entertainment is done. They're done. It's only a question of how long they can hang on because they're going to lose this suit. And the only outstanding question is, will will Dominion be awarded the entire one point six billion? And this will inspire other suits. So I think we see Fox Entertainment. Uh, just kind of uh, dying a slow death financially in the coming years.
2: Yeah. Um, you tweeted, never again can a president rest comfortably in the belief they made they cannot be indicted for their crimes. Accountability is a beautiful thing. And hashtag justice matters. Yeah. Um, you just said more and more prosecutors will soon be joining the Justice Party launched by New York DA Alvin Bragg because justice matters. You've been saying this over and over again, who's going to take the maiden legal voyage? And I think now it, 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 when you know Republicans say, "Oh, we've crossed the Rubicon," I'm like, "Yes, good. <laughs> yes, it's a good Rubicon, right?"
1: It's a yeah, and, and I'm glad that the the barrier has been broken. I didn't think it was going to be New York, but there is a there is some sense to bringing the earliest crime right, 2016, right. indicting that first, and now we can move through his presidency and his post presidency. So let's keep this indictment party rolling.
2: Well, as, as someone uh, tweeted, if uh, Trump indictments are like buses, if you don't like this one, another one will be along soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and You said, I'm going to stay down here in D.C., but when Trump is indicted federally, I will be in federal court in D.C., my old stomping grounds for his arraignment. So I just love your yeah, let me just do your last hopeful tweet on the eve of defend uh, Trump's arraignment in his first criminal case and the reporting that Jack Smith's obstruction of uh, investigation is growing stronger by the day for the first time in a long time it actually feels like morning in america thank you that that's exactly what it feels like
1: steph i feel like a blind mouse every once in a while i bump into a piece of cheese and i've been saying all along just because donald trump hasn't been indicted yet does not mean he won't be indicted he will be indicted he has been indicted and he's going to be indicted again and again and again and then he's going to be in the rearview mirror and with the way that republicans are misplaying everything they're nothing but miscalculations I feel like it's morning in America and not the way Ronald Reagan believed it was.
2: The opposite of the way Ronald Reagan did. Right. Love you, Glenn Kirshner. See you, see you for the next love indictment. You, Steph. Maybe next week. All right, See love you, guys.
1: You.